I'm Julie Hyde, and I believe you can't be a leader of others until you are a leader of self. It all starts with leading you. So if you are ready to be the best leader that you can be, you're in the right place. I'll be chatting to a diverse range of leaders who will spill the beans on their leadership, how they changed the game, insights into their mindset, and how they built the courage and resilience to be a modern leader with impact. Let's get into it. Hello to my amazing listeners. I thought I'd take the opportunity to drop into your ears now because at this time, things have pretty much gone back to normal. So you're most likely back at work, the kids are at school or at kinder, daycare, all the sporting activities are back, social activities are back. We're now back into our normal lives and to use a swear word that I really, really hate, (laughs) it gets busy again. So the purpose for this podcast is I would love for you to use this as an opportunity to take 20 minutes to take stock of what is happening in your world right now. And if you have stayed on track with your commitments, goals and plans, the intentions for how you want to live and lead that you made at the start of the year. So those actions that you committed to doing and not doing at the start of this year, you know, when we flipped over the calendar to 2023, when we had that blank canvas and we were designing it how we wanted it to be. So I thought now is a good time to check in and understand how are you tracking? And if you're tuning into this at, you know, not during, say, February at another time of year, this is, there there is always a great opportunity to stop and reflect on our actions. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in in February, which is, is when this podcast was released. It can be at any time. When I was traveling around the country doing my what are you busy doing keynote, I would get so many people coming up to me after the presentation to buy my book and to share their stories with me. And it was both men and women that share stories about, you know, how the talk really resonated with them because they were stuck in this vortex of busy, just running on that treadmill and getting nowhere but feeling really out of control. There was one story that stuck with me in particular, and it was a woman, and she shared with me how she vowed at the start of the year that she wouldn't be busy that year, that she would be present and purposeful. That was her intention. She had laid out a plan and had incorporated some self-care into it. By the end of February, her plans were a distant memory with her reverting back to the old habits of busyness, something that she knew really well. The problem was that her daughter knew it really well too. It was just before that she came to see my keynote that her daughter had said to her, Mommy, I'm really sick of being a technology 
often. All you do when you come home is look at your phone. I feel like I'm alone all the time. I thought you were going to change this year. Her daughter was nine years old. And I thought, ouch, wow, that, what a kick in the guts. Like that would have hurt. And at first the woman said that she found it funny, which surprised me. But then she realized the gravity of what her daughter had just said to her. And then she, then she felt really, really bad. Now, I actually think for that woman, she was incredibly lucky and quite blessed that her daughter had found the words to verbalize how she was feeling in that moment and spoke up. So quite often, you know, kids at that age don't necessarily have the words or feel like they can speak up, but her daughter clearly did and gave her a really, you know, heart, but certainly a gift in that message. Now, if that wasn't enough motivation for her to change, I don't know what was. And that's the thing with busy. We love being busy. It's a fully-fledged addiction for people because what would they do if they weren't busy? Would they connect with people? Would they be present? Would they connect to their intuition? Would they communicate? All the things we need to be doing as leaders personally and professionally. Now, we're already in February. Wowzers. Now, we say this all the time, don't we? You know, time flies. It just goes so fast. I can't believe we're in February, March, April, May, whatever that looks like. Time just goes so fast. But no, it actually doesn't. And that's the thing about time. It goes at the same speed. Hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second. There's a Gandhi quote And it's a really powerful one. And it's, there is more to life than simply increasing its speed. And when I posted this on my socials, on LinkedIn and my Instagram, it got a really big response. Now I posted that in January and already people commented like, oh, thank you. I needed that reminder because it's so easy that we slip into bad habits. But we only increase the speed of life when we pack so much into it that it feels like it's flying by, that we don't have the opportunity to be present in that moment, to enjoy the moments, to understand exactly what we're doing and why we're doing it. It's how we use the time that we have that makes a difference. We all have the same amount of time regardless of who you are, regardless of your gender, regardless of your race, regardless of your affluence. It's what makes the difference to your health, to your life, to your relationships, to your growth, to your career, your business, your team. Time makes the difference for everything. And it's the most precious resource that we have, and yet we're so willing to waste it being busy and often being busy doing nothing resourceful at all other than mindlessly scrolling through social media, looking at superficial lives, wishing that ours were the same. That's not a great way to be spending your time. 
So think of me right now as your personal trainer, if you like, in your ear and ask yourself this question. Am I happy with what I am doing at the moment? Like right now, use this as a checkpoint. As you're walking, as you're at the gym, as you're driving, just ask yourself that question. Am I happy with what I'm doing at the moment? Have I stuck to the new habits that I was developing at the start of the year? Am I looking after me? Am I filling my own cup? Am I starting the day how I wanted to? Am I being the person and the leader that I aspire to be? What am I not doing that I said I would? And get really specific about this. Now, if you said yes, if you answered yes to those questions, you know, high five to you and keep on going. That is something to be super proud of. And no doubt you'll be feeling motivated to keep going. So keep going. That's awesome. If you've responded no to those questions, now is the time to get back on track because it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. What matters is what happens today and tomorrow. You can't change the past, but you can change your future. So now is the time to stop and understand the old habits that you've fallen back into and get back into the new habits that you want to be doing. It's definitely not the time to feel bad and beat yourself up. That will accomplish nothing other than to make yourself feel bad and to sap your confidence and motivation. Be kind to you. You're human. We all fall back into old habits. I don't think there is a possibility that we can achieve the best laid plans 100% of the time. I certainly have not regardless of being incredibly clear on what I'm wanting to do. I think if you achieve your plan 70% of the time, then you are winning. And we often fall back into old habits, um, especially when we're feeling challenged or when things aren't quite right, we're not feeling quite okay. It's really easy to revert back to what we know. But what matters is how quickly you can identify what you're doing and then to flip it, to flip it around to what you want to be doing. I'll say one thing here too, because it's really important to make sure that the goals or the intentions or the plans that you've established for yourself at the start of the year, if, if you've done that, they have to mean something to you, for you. You've got to want to make the change. So you really need to be connected to what is waiting for you at the other end of it. You know, whether that be a fitter you, a healthier you, a calm you, a promoted you, a more present you, a peaceful you, or a connected you as an example. Now, if you're needing a resource for habit building, I think Atomic Habits by James Clear is one of the best resources. But get really, really clear on what's waiting for you. Do you have that visual in your mind about what the hard work that you're going to be doing is, how is that going to pay off for you? And it might not even be that as hard work as what you think. It might be easier than you think because that's what happens with habits. They get easier as you go along. 
So I'd love to share with you three tips that really work for me that you can implement into your plan, into your year, into your diary, if you like. And the first one is something I took away from my corporate days. As a corporate leader, we always did a 90-day plan. So we broke down our yearly goals into a 90-day plan and really understood what we were going to be doing each month to make sure that we achieved our goals because we had really clear KPIs and often they were quite challenging KPIs, of course, But we had to be really, really clear and I had to get really clear with my team as to how we were going to do this. I've introduced this for my clients as well and it really helps them to get very, very clear on the actions that they're going to take each month in order to achieve their goals. And it's called a 90-day plan. So every quarter I lock in a date and I check in with myself in terms of, okay, so how did I go this quarter? Have I achieved everything I wanted to achieve? Am I at the stage where I need to be at? Did I do everything I needed to do in, say, January, February, March? And then I'll set my plan for the next three months, for April, May, and June. It's just a really good checkpoint to stop and reflect on what's happened and then to get really clear and specific on what you're going to do each month in order to get you closer to in achieving your goals because you can't do everything all at once. And I only have three things that I'm focusing on each month to achieve those goals because if you have a really long list, it can get incredibly overwhelming and I call that a wish list anyway. So it needs to be incredibly specific. It's doing a 90-day plan and then locking in dates to really check in and reflect on how you're going. And I put those dates in my diary. So you can sort of do that whenever you like if if you're going to implement your 90-day plan or just a 90-day check-in. The second one that has always worked incredibly well for me when I was, uh, when I had my career, but also in my business, is to reflect at the end of each week. So every Friday, I used to block out two hours and reflect on the week. And again, I would check in and reflect, okay, did I achieve what I wanted to achieve this week? How was I as a leader? What didn't I do this week that I should have? What do I need to plan to achieve next week? I used to look ahead and think about what's coming up. What do I need to incorporate into next week? And I'd sort of rate myself in those areas and then plan out my following week. So what did I achieve this week? Am I happy with where I'm at? How was I as a leader this week? What didn't I do that I should have done? And then took action to plan out my following week. That worked incredibly well for me and allowed me to leave work at work and then coming to work on a Monday morning, really focused and motivated, understanding exactly what I had to do. And if I was out at site visits on a Monday morning, I'd make sure that I was incredibly prepared for that. What reflection time does, it it gives us the opportunity to stop and pause and to make sense of what's going on around us. So it's almost like you can elevate your thinking, like you take yourself up into a helicopter and you have that, that view 
that reaches far beyond sort of being stuck in the business and you can really reflect on what's going on and get a lot more intelligent about making decisions for what you're going to do in the future. So reflection is something that I talk about often and it's something I absolutely stand by, which leads me to my third point because I actually encourage you, if you can implement this habit, is to reflect at the end of each day. And I ask myself three questions. How was I as a leader today? Did I achieve what I wanted to achieve today? And what do I need to do differently so tomorrow is better? Just those three questions. It's not an opportunity to beat myself up, but it is certainly an opportunity to celebrate if I achieved what I wanted to achieve for that day. And again, it gives you the opportunity to finish your day by leaving work at work and then moving into your personal time. And at the end of each day, I also plan out what I need to do tomorrow to make sure that I can show up being really, really clear on what I need to do as soon as I decide to start work, whenever that is. So there's three like little checkpoints that you can do, whatever interval you want to do them at is number one is the 90 day plan. Number two is to reflect at the end of each week. And number three is to reflect at the end of each day. Sometimes when you're wanting to build a habit, it can be really beneficial to be doing more of that reflection, to have more checkpoints in place just to make sure that you're on the right track rather than reflecting at the end of three months and thinking, oh, I should have caught that earlier. There's a really great quote by George Burns. I'd rather be a failure at something I love than a success at something I hate. So ensure that your actions are really purposeful, that they're intentional towards the goals that you're wanting to achieve, towards the things that have real meaning for you. Now, I'm really passionate about taking a sledgehammer to this busy culture that we have cultivated in the Western world. You know, it's not working for us, regardless of how much people think it is. You only need to look at the growing mental health statistics or the burnout statistics for proof. So if you'd like to join the movement of, of turning busy into productive or better still, purposeful and intentional action, you can get me in for your next team meeting or your next event or purchase my book, Busy, on my website. And on my website, I have a free program. It's a 30-day program where you can go through that and get tips for turning busy into productive in 30 days. And that's by my website. Because let's just turn this busy BS around. So as always, I want to thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate your listenership. And I'd love any feedback that you have or any suggestions for guests. I love receiving suggestions for guests. It really helps me. 